The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down, including Joe Lisi, who's going to step up and in and join us. We're talking football, NFL football. Week 15 of the National Football League says, sees chaos and uh, anarchy and probably Armageddon uh, as well if you are a New York Jet fan. Was the Jets and the Rams a game that we thought that we would lead off with uh, tonight? No. Uh, but the New York Jets beat the Los Angeles Rams as 17-point underdogs, one of the biggest uh, upsets in recent NFL uh, history and memory. And not only that, but of course, sabotage their chances of getting Trevor Lawrence. And there's a massive drop-off between Trevor Lawrence and everybody else, like so massive that I think the New York Jets quarterback next year is going to be Sam Darnold. So if we played a percentage game right now, and the dude in the khakis, Kornacki, uh, Kaki Kornacki, uh, you know, you know the dude I'm talking about. You know, he was doing like something on MSNBC or something like that during the election. You know, you know all these guys with their boards and stuff like that. So they carried him over into football, and I saw him say tonight uh, that the Jets now have a 31, only a 31 percent chance of getting the number one pick. Like for the record, if the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jets both lose out for the rest of the year. Uh, the Jaguars will get the top pick. And considering Trevor Lawrence is from Georgia, he probably doesn't hate that uh, playing in Florida. But Adam Gase is somebody that, like, is one of the most despised sports personalities in the history of New York sports. And he just, like, Joan Collins specialed these guys on the way out. Like, and, and Sam Darnold's talking about how good it is to get a win. It's like, Sam Darnold, you guys just sabotaged you just sabotage fireman ads life, all right? You ruin the holidays. Like, only the Jets can, like, screw over their fans by winning. Like, seriously? Like, people should be at the airport right now throwing snowballs at these guys, all right? They, hey, we're back. We won the game. Yeah, yeah, you won, you jerk off. Like, it's like it's like Mo Sislak you know, after, the, uh, after the Super Bowl. The team flies back home. And the guy gets off the plane. He goes, look, they came to support us, even though we lost the game. Moe says, hey, you can't catch a football. Let's see if you can catch a rock. Late night anger management class. A lot of stuff to unpack. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, we'll have to say the Los Angeles Rams are the team that sucked uh, last night. The suckiest team ever that sucked. And uh, Sean McVay said uh, that he's embarrassed <laughs> after the game. He said that was humiliating and embarrassing. He said we were terrible on the, all three phases of the football game. And, um, yeah, they were. 
Uh, except, you know, the thing is, I don't know who's more upset right now, the Rams ownership group or the Jets ownership group. Like, really? Like, like, like honestly, like, what the hell just happened if you're the New York Jets? You're ever so close to getting a generational quarterback and you go to Los Angeles and you win a 17-point underdogs. Like, if I'm the, if I'm the Jets, like, I, uh, I hate the Rams now. Like, if I'm the Jets' ownership group, like, at the next NFL meeting, like, I'm screwing the Rams over. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd say, like, what the hell's wrong with your players that you couldn't beat us? Like, really? Like, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? And Gase? Like, Gase? Like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Jets. They fire a guy for blowing the game late. They should have given him a Christmas bonus in uh, Greg Williams. And now, Adam Gase, I would fire Gase in the morning, Joe. Let's bring in Joe Lisi right now. Sports grids, Joe Lisi. Yeah, Gase wins the game. I would fire him now. I'm not even kidding. I'd just say, you know what? This guy's going to go out there and try to win again next week. I'm firing him. <laughs> Typical Jets. Typical Jets. Isn't this like... <laughs> This is the epitome of the Jets organization over the last 30 years, Gabe. I mean, I, I, I did not bet that game. And I'm kicking myself because we were on in-game live, and I told you when you gave me that stat about the 13 points eight straight times with the Jets that we should pounce on the over in terms of their team ah. total. And I did not do it. I'm kicking myself. That I didn't bet that game. I, I cannot believe what I watched later today. I just can't believe that the Jets won the game outright. Unbelievable. And, and I'll say this about the Rams defense. You know, they paid Jalen Ramsey. They paid Aaron Don Are you kidding me? You let Sam Darnold and the Jets score 23 points on your defense? Are you kidding me at home? And that's the thing. And people will, you know, of course, Jared Goff's always going to get the blame no matter what. But – Joe, the Jets had the ball for nearly 34 minutes. Like, they just ate the clock up consistently. And the Rams couldn't get the ground game going. Their defense couldn't get the Jets off the field. It was just a disaster. A disaster. So, listen, you're a college football guy. And we'll get into the college football. But as far as Trevor Lawrence is concerned, as far as prospects coming into the National Football League, you know, the last guy that was as hyped as this, in my opinion, and, you know, I'll get your take on this, was Andrew Luck. And we saw Andrew Luck was a damn good NFL quarterback. Didn't win a Super Bowl, but was, a, you know, a very good NFL quarterback in his short career. Like, Trevor Lawrence is pretty much the most hyped-up quarterback since Luck, and, you know, probably even more uh, than Andrew Luck. And somehow the Jets screw this up. And and isn't it isn't it amazing? And you're right about in terms of the media hype. Coming out of college, I mean, you know, he is like the darling, the media darling in terms of, you know, what what everybody wants in a college quarterback. And it's amazing that he comes back, he dominates Notre Dame on a national stage yesterday afternoon in Charlotte, and the following day, the Jets, in their perfect position to get the number one pick, win as a 17-point dog. I mean, it's amazing. You couldn't – if you're Jacksonville, you got to be thanking your lucky stars. You're going to church today and thanking Gase, Sam Darnold, and everybody else for thank you for allowing us the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence. It's amazing. And the Jags, the Jags are legitimately trying to tank 
And I, we, we, say, we say this all the time. Players will never try to lose, right? They're not going to do that. Right. Player, because, you know, players, um, you know, players are playing for themselves. They're playing for contracts. They don't want to get burnt. They don't want to be on tape looking like a loser. Uh, they're going to be looking for a contract. And also, they could get replaced. So players and, and like Gase, Gase knows he's not going to be there next year. So Gase isn't like trying to roll over. So you notice the Jags, Joe, they keep just changing quarterbacks every couple of weeks on everybody. You know what I mean? Let's move this guy. Let's try this. Let's change this. Just to keep everything out of a rhythm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, it's crazy. But they just, they're, they're throwing their own guys off. And I get the feeling that Marone is invincible there, right? It doesn't look like Marone's right. getting fired. It's almost like, listen, nah. Doug, don't worry about it. You're going to be here next year anyway. So listen, we're going to, we're going to, like, we're going to start Minshew again this week. All right. Go, go with Minshew. Before it was like, uh, it's like, all right, let's right, go with Luton here. Like, you know what I mean? They keep on mixing <laughs> things up all the time. So now, I don't know. I don't see the Jags screwing this up right now. The Jags, people talk about the Jets needing it, but man, the Jags organization, talk about a faceless team. They can really use a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Oh, without a doubt, right? You have some playmakers there. You have DJ Chark. Skill you have some wide players. receivers. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they have some really good talent there. I mean, Trevor Lawrence will be happy to go to Jacksonville. I mean, the sad part of Jacksonville is that they got rid of their defense, right? That used to be the backbone of the team, and then they used to rely on that defense, and the offense was more methodical. Now they're going to look to open it up. What's amazing to me about this Jets game is, you know, they've been double-digit dogs, KC. They've been double-digit dogs to Seattle. Why this game? Like, what, what was the bulletin board material that said, you know what, we're going to go all out against the Rams? Like, I just don't. I just don't understand what this, like, why this week? You know, and I'm, I'm laughing at the situation, but what was it? We we didn't bring it up. We we didn't bring it up uh, earlier uh, on the show. The game snuck up on us, but this was Sam Darnold's first time ever playing back home in Los Angeles. He was pretty good there with the USC Trojans. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, that defense, I mean, the, the Jets, defense. I, I don't, the, the the Rams were terrible defensively. Like they were, you know what I mean? Like the Jets kept converting on third downs. It was brutal. They just couldn't get them off the field. Yeah, I know. I I, I it's crazy, but but didn't the Jets go on the road to to play? I uh, Flacco started that game when they played the Chargers, right? And they and they yeah. lost by like what six points? But 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 that's what I'm saying. Both West Coast games, they played well. It's crazy. It's amazing that they won this game outright, and they were like plus. They were like plus twelve hundred on the money line. I they just were like I can't. And hey, it's a crazy big, number. Big uh, big weekend for the Buffalo Bills, though, Joe. They win the yeah. division for the first time in like what twenty five years. So they win a division like in the first time in like forever. And on top of that, they won't have to deal with Trevor Lawrence for the next ten years. <laughs> like if you're the Bills, like no, it's pretty good. Think about it. Like and now he'll be in. You know what I mean? He'll be in Jacksonville. And, and listen, he's from Georgia too. I'm sure if you asked him, he probably would have preferred to be closer to home. That you know, right. New York is big time and stuff. But the Jets are a mess all the time, and the pressure would have been immense in New York. Like, can you imagine Trevor Lawrence in New York with the media? Ah, uh, yeah, it, it would have been, it would have been, uh, it would have been a mess. You're right, you know, and they wouldn't have known 
how to handle him. You know, he, he playing at Clemson. You know, the Jets are better off if you're going to get a quarterback. They'll, they'll get Justin Fields, and they're, 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 he's a lot prospect. So, they're going to keep Darnold. I think they keep Sam Darnold. Yeah, I maybe. I'm... I mean, maybe they do. But then, but then, what was the what was the plan then? Then, uh, that, there is no then what plan. was the plan? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Gase is a moron. He's an absolute moron. I'm so happy that after the after that debacle in Miami, he went to the Jets. Good, good riddance, you and you know, Gase and Douglas. It's amazing. But I'll I'll say this about your Bills. Great, great team. Love the way they're playing. But you're gonna have to deal with my Miami Dolphins coming up over the next yeah, two or five years. The fish. Squish the yeah, fish. I'm telling you, yeah, Florida's got that team That's playing. That's why I'm glad Lawrence isn't here, too. We got to deal with Tua. <laughs> you got to deal with Josh Allen. All right, more with Joe Lisi yeah. on the other side. Josh Allen playing elite football right now. Sports Rage Late Night continues. We're getting some college football. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class continues. I'm Renzi. I was just informed uh, we're getting some callers, people calling in, and uh, our crew told them, listen, uh, you know, we've got a guest on right now. You want to call back later? And uh, he unleashed a bunch of profanity at our boy, uh, Mateus. That's what you deal with in a late uh, late night hour. So uh, <laughs> I probably had the Rams, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe Lisi, Joe Lisi uh, joining us. And uh, this will be the last time. So Joe, uh, Joe's going to be in Florida for a couple of days uh, for the holidays. You're going to be back for next Sunday, in-game live, Joe, or the following week? The following week. I'll be I'll be hopefully there for college football today uh, on Saturday, taking off on Sunday, but I'll be with you on the 3rd, January 3rd, New Year. All right, we we look forward to it, so uh, happy holidays. Have a safe trip to, to Florida. Uh, I know you'll be watching a lot of college football uh, over the holidays. So we've got uh, the final college football playoff rankings uh, are in. Uh, the four, not a surprise, with Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame, despite getting blown out by Clemson, gets in. Um, they are four. Texas A&M finishes five. Uh, Texas A&M uh, finishes uh, five. And, you know, you look at um, Oklahoma climbs. Oklahoma have been a hot team. Oklahoma checks in at number six. Florida, number seven. Cincinnati, eight. Georgia 9, Iowa State 10, Indiana 11, 
Coastal Carolina. So let me ask you, are Cincinnati getting disrespected at eight? You got come on, they're nine and oh. They come in at eight. And for the love of God, I still I just I don't understand. I don't understand the fascination that the voters have with Iowa State. Iowa State are eight and three. They don't deserve to be playing in a big time bowl game like this. Number one are eight and three. Coastal Carolina, so Coastal Carolina is eleven and zero. Iowa State is eight and three. They had a common opponent. Coastal beat them. Iowa State lost. How the hell does this make sense, bro? Uh, I I can't tell you, Gabe. I have no idea. I mean, I don't understand what the fascination is. What Iowa State? I I really don't. Iowa State lost to UL Lafayette, which was nine and one, and Coastal beat them by three. So how is Coastal ranked behind Iowa State with three losses? I just, I have no idea how this committee set this up. I really don't. Uh, but I'm looking at these bowl matchups now. What is shocking is that, you know, I, I mean, just these bowl matchups, I mean, you talk about Cincinnati. I mean, that is a, a very difficult matchup for Cincinnati for the simple fact of Georgia's looking to build momentum. And they're an eight-point favorite. I mean, with JT Daniels at the helm, that's going to be a difficult matchup. I mean, I'm intrigued to see how that game plays out. But, I mean, to make Cincinnati an eight-point favorite over Georgia, I mean, that's that's Georgia to bring it. Georgia minus seven and a half right now, Joe. Georgia minus seven and a half. The Bearcats getting seven and a half. Total 50 and a half. All right, so then I'm looking at, you know, I'm on Vegas Insider right now. They have all the spreads the opposite way. And that's what yeah. was, that's what was <laughs> shocking to me. I'm on Vegas to get Insider in. right now. They have Cincinnati <laughs> as an eight-point favorite. Yeah, no, they no, they're plus, Yeah, that's, yeah, that's plus, crazy. That's, plus seven and a half. But, yeah, you can't, right, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, get off of, uh, get off the, get off of that odds page right now. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 crazy right now. I, I don't I can't get access to the app. I'm on the phone right now, so that's why. Yeah, so uh, that, uh, yeah seven and a half. Fanduel Fanduel has Georgia at seven and a half. But I'll tell you, we've seen in the past, Joe. Georgia have been flat in these games sometimes. Yeah, they're not yeah, as excited right. as the team that they play. And we've seen, Georgia seem to be the designated the designated team that these upstart teams play every year. Like, oh, you know, either if Auburn's good or Georgia. It's like, oh, you're good, all right, you'll play an SEC team. Um, Cincinnati's going to be fired up for this spot. You know, they're, they're getting they're getting points. You know, Tulsa gave them all that they can handle. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by the underdog here, Joe. Yeah, I mean, the thing, that, I mean, out of all the SEC teams that they could play, I think this is the worst matchup for them. And, and the reason why I say that is you're right about Georgia coming out flat. That's when Georgia had high expectations, right? They came out in the Sugar Bowl, and when they played Texas, they had nothing to play for. They were out of the college football playoff. They were laying 11 and a half, and they lost the game by seven. Now it's a different scenario because they were out from the, the get-go, right? Once they really lost to Florida, they, they had no shot at the SEC East title. So now they had to regroup. They had to find their quarterback. They found it in JT Daniels. And now Georgia's looking to build momentum to get through spring practice, right? So that way they could be ready for 2021. They want to develop those younger players. So that's why I think it's a bad matchup for Cincinnati. If it was, if it was a senior-laden team like Florida 
where Pitts is gone, Trask has one foot out the door. You know, that it would be a different type of situation. But Georgia's a younger team, which is looking to develop a lot of younger talent. And that could be a trap game for Cincinnati. We'll see. I mean, that's why they play the games. But I would be inclined to lay the seven and a half with Georgia in that matchup early and on. Not to, and not to mention, we should we should bring up, too, the game is in Atlanta. Right. The game is in Atlanta. It's the Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. So the, the so we know about the um, – well, let's just give people the point spreads uh, for, for the other games. And uh, I wish, Joe, that everything was upside down. Uh, I wish you could get the bets in. And you're going to tell me that um, – that Alabama's a 19-and-a-half-point underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy. I'll, 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 get, I'll get that better. I'll get that I'm better like, right now. I'm like, I only had two drinks. Yeah, again, I'm like, <laughs> I only had one drink. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, it hit me pretty hard then. So I'm looking at that, you know. No, but but you're right. I mean, I mean, the one thing about, about uh, Alabama is that it opened up at 17. It immediately, I saw 20s, uh, you know, in Vegas. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, just in terms of the immediate perception after after Notre Dame lost. I mean, it's a rematch of the national championship game. We know that Notre Dame hasn't stepped up in recent years in these spots. Got blown out by Clemson a few years ago. They are going to need they are going to need to play a game just the way the Jets played against the Rams. They're going to have to hold the ball for about 40 minutes in that game and give Mac Jones maybe maybe four drives. To, to score points. That's the only way they can win that matchup. And they don't have the talent to do it. They don't have the matchups to, to do it. Clemson is the only like the team that matches up with Bama because they can throw the football. Right? Trevor Lawrence, and you talked about it. You know, it seems like slants, you know, the middle of the field is open with Alabama. Uh, deeper down the field, their safeties might not be as great as they have been in past years. Their secondary is a little bit vulnerable, as we saw we saw Florida exploit them and put up uh, the uh, the 46 points. So Ohio State are getting seven and a half. And there's a big debate about Ohio State. No one really knows how good they are, right? People weren't overly yeah. impressed with their win yesterday. They've only played six games, yet they get the benefit of the doubt uh, from the committee. It's upset people in SEC land uh, and others. And now they get seven and a half against Clemson. Um, this, you know, Ohio State haven't played anybody like Clemson this year, so it's a big step up in class for them. Uh, suddenly, what do you make of this one with uh, the Tigers like seven and a half right now? And both totals, guys, are identical 65 and a half. Yeah, I mean, you know, the 65 and a half is a high number just because we saw last year, right? Quick start by Ohio State, they made adjustments, second half, they ran the football, and Clemson wore them down. You had a 52 point you know, game 29-23. It's a revenge spot for Ohio State. They haven't looked good. You know, they had the right defensive game plan last year, but I'm not so sure their defense without Chase Young now, without those playmakers, they lost half of their sack total from 2019 to graduation. And their corners now, Sean Wade and those other corners that they have and Nickelbacks, they got abused by Michael Penix. So, you know, I can't see them from a, a defensive perspective stepping up, forcing turnovers over Trevor Lawrence and winning this game. I, I just don't see it. So I would give the early edge to Clemson here. Uh, you know, 65 and a half is a huge number, though, in, in, a, in a semifinal playoff game. 
And I, I, I would lean to the under. I mean, you're basically you're you're really you really need like thirty seven thirty. I mean, that's a huge number. Uh, Oklahoma. So the Oklahoma Sooners are playing the Florida Gators, and that that's a fun football game. The Florida Gators minus three and a half total, sixty eight and a half in in that uh, contest. And you know, so the thing with Clemson is. And we'll get we'll, we'll we'll spray around some of these games, but they were Clemson is too. When they played Notre Dame earlier in the year, what they were without like multiple defensive starters, and and of course Trevor Lawrence, even though the freshman quarterback did play solid and he played well, Clemson are seeming to dial it up uh, right now. We're gonna see, right? Can um, you know people wondered about Ohio State secondary that's gonna get tested, and people wonder about about. You know, Justin Fields. I wonder, too. Like, people just sort of have him slated in as the second top pick here, uh, Joe. Is that like a lock? Is that a guarantee? Like, I don't know. No, I don't I, I don't think it is. I mean, I mean, he's a raw quarterback. I mean, you I know. know I, from a, you know, he's, he is, I, 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 they're hoping that he's Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts and, 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 and Matt a mobile Jones guy. is I climbing mean, the board right now. All right, hold on, Joe. Yeah, we'll be right back on the other side. Four trades late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due! He's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I'm Marenzi. Joe Lisi joining us uh, before he heads to Florida uh, for the holidays. And uh, we'll see Joe in uh, 2021. Uh, what a year 2020's been, but we're not done yet. And, um, you know, a lot of crazy things have happened in 2020, including the New York Jets winning today against the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. 17-point underdogs uh, win outright. But uh, we're talking college uh, football uh, right now with Joe Lisi. So, you know, I was talking about Coastal Carolina, and Coastal Carolina runs the table, doesn't get any respect. You know, I don't know, like, you know, Iowa State's ranked ahead of them. What's the point of even playing these games then? And... I was expecting a bigger bowl appearance for Coastal Carolina as well. What do you make of Coastal Carolina taking on Liberty? Coastal versus Liberty minus six and a half. As uh, this was a canceled game, actually, they were going to be play. We're going to play this game right earlier this year. Right, right, and that's how that's how Coastal wound up playing BYU. So you know these were the two teams that these were the two teams that were you know were mentioned as possible maybe crashing the party and. And now they get to square off, and BYU squaring off with UCF. So, I mean, these are two solid matchups. I mean, you have Hugh Freeze, you have Liberty. They're an up-tempo attack, and and you have Coastal that's 
a ball control, methodical attack with with Grayson McCall and C.J. Maribel. And 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 both defenses are solid, but I give the slight edge in terms of the offense and defensive line play to Coastal in this matchup. So I mean it's gonna be a it's gonna be a contrast. If Liberty jumps up early, I could see them pushing tempo and blowing them out. But you know, when you can run the football and you can force turnovers like Coastal can, you're gonna be in each and every ball game. So I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna take Coastal here. I, I lean to them. I think they're the more physical team and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, right now early on I give the edge to the Chanticleers. It's the uh, cure bowl. Just saying, you know, they deserved a better bowl. It's the Cure yeah. Bowl. It's December the twenty sixth, yeah. the day after Christmas. Yeah, no, they're not playing around. Hawaii Bowl. No, in, no, Hawaii in other, bowl, in other that's words, that's terrible. like this. That's this weekend, Joe. I keep thinking yeah, like Christmas is far. Like till, the bowl games are next no, Christmas weekend. Christmas is Christmas is Friday, <laughs> and, and when I go and when I do college football today, there'll be bowl games. We actually have bowl games around. I mean, it's it's really it's a it's a crazy schedule. I'm, I'm looking through the schedule right now. I mean, you know about the the army uh, snub right right now, which is crazy. I mean, nine and two people want Miss State to back out of the Armed Forces Bowl to give it to Army, and they can't because there's contractual obligations with the what SEC. A pile of crap. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, Army's nine and two. They're not going to go to a bowl because they canceled the Independence Bowl or the Liberty Bowl in Shreveport. That's terrible, you know. And that's yeah. terrible. All the Pac-12, all their Pac-12 opponents backed out, and the only Pac-12 team playing in a bowl was what Oregon. Yeah, there's been a massive. So the teams that opted out that were bowl eligible that refused or passed: Boise State, Boston College, Florida State. Georgia Tech, Kansas State, Louisville, Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Penn State, Pittsburgh, San Diego State, Stanford, UCLA, USC, Utah Utes, Virginia Cavaliers, Virginia Tech Hokies, Washington and Washington State all tapped out. All said, uh, yeah, all said no. Canceled bowl games, 16 of them. The Bahamas Bowl, Birmingham Bowl, Celebration, Fenway, Frisco, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Hawaii Bowl, Holiday Bowl, Independence Bowl, Louisiana Bowl, Las Vegas Bowl, Military Bowl, Pinstripe Bowl, Quick Lane Bowl, Red Box Bowl, and the game that really breaks Joe's heart, the Sun Bowl. Yeah, terrible. I mean, and from the gambling aspect, Gabe, the Bahamas Bowl is a great bowl. You usually an over in the underdogs, right? Holiday that, Bowl's that, a big classic. Holiday yeah, Bowl, that's a holiday, I was gonna say the Holiday Bowl is one one of those bowls that's been eh, you know, over the yeah, last Yeah, it's few taking a step years. back, you're right. Yeah. The Alamo yeah, Bowl has replaced crazy. it. The yeah, Alamo the Bowl's Alamo become bowl. a new one. Yeah. Yeah, the Fenway Bowl is pretty good. I always like a bowl game played at a baseball park. You know, you know, I, I like that where both teams are on the same side. I, that's a great bowl. You know, those are good bowls. But it, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. Remember the? I mean, where did they play in Arizona Diamondbacks? Air Force uh, Wash State last year, right? And Air Force won ten seven in that in that yeah, matchup. I think, I think that's where Ball State. So the Arizona Bowl is that where the Diamondbacks play? Yeah, the Arizona yep. Bowl, Ball State, and yeah. so it's 
Listen, so big win for Ball State. Speaking about choke jobs, Buffalo Bulls. Man, those teams, they smoked everybody in the MAC all year, Joe. And then it came up flat in the second half of the game against Ball State. Credit Ball State. No good football team. Only one loss on the year. So they win the MAC. And this is, a, this is a good football game, isn't it? I was sort of hoping San Jose State would end up in a bigger game, too. But it's mm-hmm. not a bad matchup. Mountain West champion versus the MAC champion, essentially, here. So you've got uh, Ball State versus San Jose State. The Spartans are six and a half point favorites. And think about the Spartans show was damn impressive. Like they keep, they've been winning by double digits against good teams, but they came back. They were down against Nevada. They came back and they had complete control of the game Uh, against Boise. Same thing, man. They, they dominated Boise. They pulled away. They won by double digits. Yeah. Now here's the thing about that game, because I'm looking at it right now, uh, San Jose State, uh, seven and a half on FanDuel, you know, 64 and a half. They were staying in Vegas, right, from the Hawaii game. And yep. they stayed there. They knocked off Nevada. They knocked off Boise State. Now they play Ball State. This is a, this is a gutty Ball State team. And I can't believe, and I said it on in-game live on Saturday, Caleb Huntley, their big play running back, opted out for the championship yep. game. You know, know. to to – you know, which is amazing because I, I told Wetzel, I said, you know, I get that, I get that, you know, you come first, but then in a in a championship game where your team has one loss, when does the team come ahead of you? Like at what point? Not in a championship game. You know, Ball State's a gutty team. They play solid run defense. They give up only around 130 yards per game on the ground. Drew Plitt is good. He's a solid quarterback. Doesn't turn the football over. I mean, I've been. I'm. I'm with you on San Jose State. I love Nash. I love Starkle. I love Nevins. I love Brett Brennan. But but seven and a half now. Now all of a sudden they're no yeah. longer the hunty. They're the hunted, right? Exactly. They're the seven and a half point favorite. So I, I'm. I'm going to take the points with Ball State there. You mentioned the Tulsa and Mississippi State game. Tulsa had a hell of a year as well. They deserve a tip of the cap. Uh, their only losses to Oklahoma State, 16-7 in the first game of the year. And they were like 23-point underdogs in that game. And then, um, and then of course, they gave Cincinnati all that they could handle, man. They gave Cincinnati all that they could handle. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites against Mississippi State, Joe. Yeah, I was on Miss State this weekend. They came through for me. And, you know, oh. This is so tough because I think the more physical team is Miss State. If they bring their, if both teams bring their A game, I think Mississippi State rolls them. It's just going to be can can Will Rogers lead that offense? And Tulsa traditionally starts slow, right? They started fast against Cincinnati. They went toe to toe with them early on. They were never down really in that game. You know, Miss State Leach in a bowl game. I'm going to take the points. You know, I, I, I'll tell you what. I think the overs in play, 49 and a half, that's a low number for Miss State. They put up 50 on Missouri last week, uh, you know, this past, yesterday. 50. So, Joe, we're being informed that the Arizona game, it's not. It's not the one at the baseball stadium. It's not. It's, uh, uh, it's in terrible. Tucson. It's in Tucson. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's terrible. Like, that's <laughs> terrible. I like it better when it's in the baseball field. 
Uh, it's uh, these games they change they they change the venue so many times. It, it is what it is, Gabe. I mean, you know, uh, the Rose Bowl's in Texas. Um, yeah. I mean, I actually uh, like that though. I like that that the Rose Bowl's in Texas is better. I I can't stand the Rose Bowl. I know a lot of people love it, tradition, oh, pageantry. It's I can't I can't I hate it. I really do. What, what do you Just hate about it. the Rose Bowl? What can you say? What do you hate about the Rose Bowl? 1985, Iowa, UCLA, Chuck Long got blown out there. It, it's just a bad look. You know, it's just that Illinois went there years ago with Jack Trudeau. They got blown out. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it, it's so West Coast. I don't know. I know you're a West Coast guy. Like, and I like the West Coast, too. It's just, it's so West Coast. I, I, I just, I'm not... not I'm not a big fan of the Rose Bowl. It's just, it's always sunny. You got the beautiful give, give, mountains. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sunny. It's, 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 too, it's too perfect. Too, it doesn't even, it's like, it's too pristine for me. I, you know, I need more like, you know, r- blue collar. Give me the rolling hills. Give me like, you know, a borderline, you know, a half-ass type of stadium. Give me, you know, a cloudy, overcast day. 40,000 fans there. The only thing with the Rose yeah. Bowl, Joe, I've always thought as a Michigan fan, like when we used to always lose growing up with Bo Schembechler, that it's unfair. It's like, you know, we're playing these guys in their home city all the time. <laughs> like <laughs> you're playing USC all the time in the Rose Bowl. It's like, you know, they're yeah, they're they're right they're right from you know, they're down the road here. So Joe, what the hell's going on here? Talking about bowls. You so Army's not in a bowl game, but the South Carolina Gamecocks are? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the SEC ties, they're the two SEC and eight. Had, I know, but, but the problem was with these bowls is that all the bowls that had SEC ties, the, Greg Sankey and the commission, the commissioner said, you know, our teams are not backing out. So there's no opportunity for these bowls to go for other teams. See, with the Pac-12 backing eight. out, have they no shame? They need to opt out. Like, you know what I, mean? I know. They have no coach. They have Mike Bobo there. Can you believe that? I mean, they have an interim head coach and Mike Bobo, too. It's They're amazing. You know, Shane it's a 2 and 8 bowl game. <laughs> UA, UAB's minus three and a half. Yeah, UAB, they, they impressed me. When they, you know, they played a, a very solid game against Grant Wells. Spencer Brown, Johnston stepped up. You know, the problem is with UAB and Bulls is that they don't step up really. Now they're favorites. Usually they're dogs. This is still an SEC team, though. The problem is is that Colin Hill and that team, I would, I would lay the wood with UAB early on. I mean, South Carolina is horrible. Bentley's a good running back, though. I like him. But I got to say, Joe. We're, you're you're already getting a lot of blowback. We're getting a lot of blowback here with your Rose Bowl bashing. <laughs> uh, I'm killing I'm killing the the West Coast. Uh, uh, people. Yeah, yeah, people. We got the Rose Bowl's the best out of all. This the granddaddy of them all, Joe. They said Rose so Bowl's the best say, one. Yes, yes. And I've been people. A... I've been to the Rose Bowl. It's the best experience ever. Uh, all right, oh, the okay. Rose Bowl parade, all the pageantry. Like you said, it's too perfect. That's too pristine. <laughs> yeah. All right, more with Lisi. We got a couple more minutes with Joe. We'll squeeze a couple of picks out here. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, we've got a couple of minutes with uh, Joe Crazy Lisi, and Hank Sunshine, Hot <laughs> Cheerleaders, and Perfect Christine Mountains. Doing too nice. Doing too nice looking. He misses. He likes a nice jury day in El Paso. Sunbowl, yeah, nice jury day. Yeah, I know the West Coast could the West Coast faithful hate me now. I know because I said it's too perfect. It is. It's too perfect. I mean, I love I love the Pac-12. I love I love the West Coast. It's just it's just, it's the, just pot, the, the, so, the Rose Bowl, the colors, the uniforms, the perfect grass, the, the mountains in the background. Joe, come on. Uh, I, I don't know. It's always sunny. You know, the, when the game goes on, it's always <laughs> sunny. The, you know, I I don't know. It, it, it's always great. I, I'd rather see the field turf. Give me the fake stuff, you know, on, on a stadium that's maybe like only worth, instead of like, you know, a couple of hundred million, give me something that's worth like just borderline high school. But then we get, you know, give me that old school like Missouri turf. Remember back in 1990 when Colorado played, they were slipping all over the place. Give oh, me yeah. that. You know, yeah, give, me, give, me, give me a bowl game like that. Uh, that's why I love the Liberty Bowl. Liberty Bowl is a great bowl. You know, the, that type of bowl game. Uh, give me Independence Bowl. I like those bowls. So Sun listen, bowl, we, lower tier. We've only got about a minute left uh, here, and I appreciate your time. So App State lays 21 in North Texas tomorrow. Uh, Tulane minus two and a half against Nevada on Tuesday as well as uh, UCF gets six and a half against BYU. What do you think about those games? Yeah, I really like Tulane. Uh, I think Tulane has a significant offense and defensive line advantage. I know Carson Strong, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking Tulane. Big, I like Tulane. I like that. I'm going to take UCF. I mean, UCF to me is the more lethal team. If they play their game, they're going to dominate BYU. I like the over, though, too. I think that game could blow yeah. Right through the 71 and a half. And then, you know, App State is the better team on paper. North Texas traditionally gets blown out of bowl games, but we've seen 20 point, you know, underdogs win all season. I can't, I can't pass that up. I got to take Joe Lisi. Happy holidays, Joe. Thanks for the time. Safe travels. You got it, brother. <laughs> 